And now, through the magic of the Cybernet Space Cube, the computer enhanced stories of the Transformers. It's Iacon Underground Radio. Hi, this is Jen. And Alex. And David. Welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of February the 3rd, 2016, uh, where we're going to discuss the latest in news that's come to the Transformers fandom. Uh, we do not have any fiction review this week, uh, oh. more than meets the eye. Yeah, I know, I was super disappointed too, uh, but it looks like more than meets the eye number 49 will not be out until uh, February 10th, uh, so... This week we got nothing. Uh, so let's just go straight into the news. And then after the news, we are going to introduce a, a segment we're going to try to do with some regularity, uh, especially when we don't have uh, a fiction recap taking up a, a big chunk of time. And that's our crazy theory corner. <laughs> we're going to discuss various crazy theories. Uh, so like I said, there's no new comics this week, uh, which is sad. We're all in mourning. Well, we can't have comics every week, even though though it would be really nice. Yeah. I guess. Well, no, we've... Unless, well, we we could start talking about GI Joe versus Transformers, but wait, do any of us actually read that one? I, I can't get into the art. Yeah, I, I no. I feel like the thing with GI Joe versus Transformers, it seems like it's a really good book. Yeah. It also seems like it's not for us. Not quite. It's it's amusing it like in it's, a weird way. The impression I get is if you had to categorize it, it would be categorized as a G.I. Joe comic before it would be categorized as a Transformers comic. Yeah, which might that. be a problem, because I don't read G.I. Joe comics. I mean, yeah. I read Cobra comics, but... Yeah, so, I mean, we, we might start picking that up just for the sake of... Of coverage, but yeah, none of us, none of us have been reading it. Like I said, it it strikes me as being a very indie comic. I yes. think my my big problem with it is that I tend to see that sort of. It feels to me like it's too much trying to overlap two very different eras, being Kirby era and the eighties, and I don't know. And I don't know. It does work in some aspects, but it something about it just doesn't work for me. I mean, it, it feels, like I said, it just feels like something that's probably very good, but not necessarily something that is for us as as serious business hardcore fans. Yeah. We just, we just want to see robots making out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's out. It seems like a merger of 60s Kirby and 80s comics, but unfortunately it also seems like a merger of 60s quality art with 80s quality print quality, just because <laughs> of the aesthetic. But but I love I love dot coloring. I do too. It's, it's just, as an ongoing, it kind of bothers me. If it had been like a four-issue series, it would have been fine, but it keeps going, so... I think, and again, I take this with a grain of salt because I haven't actually been reading it. It just doesn't really feel character-driven enough for me. It seems like it's trying to create this whole big cosmic mythos that, like, I we have a big cosmic mythos. If any of our listeners would like to write in and let us know that we're wrong, <laughs> we're welcome to. Which, which can, probably quite a few. 
But but yeah. So yeah, well, people are are welcome to leave us comments or write into us and and let us know yeah. that why we're wrong. But those if there's those... an issue that makes for a good jumping on point later on. I'd love to know. Yeah. Because I'm willing to give it another shot. And now the news. Don't touch that dial. Uh, actually, that brings me to uh, to some of our news this week as far as jumping on points go. Uh, Comixology is having a big sale on IDW trades. Hmm. So, hey. and that that includes Transformers. They are, you know what? I should have should have looked up and written down some prices before, but I'm gonna look them up now. They are half price versus normal, I believe. Good. It looks like they have. Uh, let me see. Oh, <laughs> Transformers versus GI Joe does not appear to be uh, part of the sale. Oh, uh, <laughs> so scrap that. Uh, but a lot of the other collections uh, of specifically more than meets the eye and the former robots in disguise ongoing uh, and some of the earlier stuff. Oh, boy. And and the Chris Metzen penned Livio Raymond Deli drawn uh, prequel. Oh, stuff. the the. Primacy and whatever the yeah. Other, yeah. yeah, monstrosity is the one that that popped up on the list as I'm looking at it. Uh, regeneration, uh, regeneration one is five dollars. Those collections are five dollars each. Hmm. Uh, Spotlight books are half off. Uh, All hail Megatron. So it looks like the stuff that's not on the sale is uh, the Classics UK collections, uh, which are very nice, though, and do have annotations from James Roberts. Oh. Uh, I imagine that it can't be included in the sale for licensing reasons. That's possible. Hmm. And then some of the one-off series, like the uh, the Transformers Prime, Dinobots comic, uh, Beast Hunters, hmm. uh, some of those standalone odds and ends. Ooh, the Windblade. Trade paperback is marked down $4. So if you haven't read that, if you haven't seen Sarah Stone's beautiful, beautiful art, now is a good time to give that a try. I I see that uh, the Drift Empire of Stone miniseries is not on sale, but that's really for the best. If you want to catch up on just everything Transformers that IDW has ever published, there's apparently a $150 bundle. Ooh. That's, uh... That's actually probably a pretty good deal. Also, if you're really into not just Transformers, but G.I. Joe, Ghostbusters, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there is a $350 bundle called, $350 bundle called the IDW Mega Bundle. (laughs) Nice. Uh, in other comics news, uh, it has been announced via Twitter that we will be holding on for quite some time to see the, the results of Tarantulas and Prowl's Epic X Spat. Uh, because due to uh, some unfortunate issues uh, that have happened with Nick Roche recently, uh, that has been put off until April. Uh, I am not certain of the details, just family problems. Don't give them a hard time about it. Come on. Yeah, I, what I remember reading is accurately remembered and was accurate in the first place. I believe it was um, family member health issues. Yeah, that were... I know. He's been, he, in the past he's done... Some uh, fundraising plugs for some health issues, I think, related to a brother of his. So 
So, yeah, moral of the story, don't give him a hard time. Don't, you know, compare him yeah. to various other creators who yeah. are notorious for long delays. He's got a very good reason. Yeah, because this is a thing that happened months ago. He's working on the next issue now. Yeah. It's just going to take a couple months to Publishing get... Publishing schedules yeah. work well in advance. So. Yeah, was it, three, four months? Yeah, because it's April. Yeah. It's It'll be worth it. He's not George R. R. Martin here. Come on. <laughs> Calm down. No. Yeah. I love. I, I aspire to someday be the sort of writer who can just not write the way George R. R. Martin. I mean, I, I I love the man. I have a lot of respect for for his process, uh, but I I dream of someday having the luxury. Yeah, the, the luxury to take more than five years to write a book. <laughs> it's a big book, but still. <laughs> I, I respect Terry the- Pratchett. Yeah. Not Stephen King on cocaine. No. And not George R. R. Martin. Terry Pratchett, like the happy yeah. middle ground. One consistent book a year. Yeah. Maybe two. So, uh, which just brings me back to stress that I'm having with, with agenting and, and stuff. So, so let's move on. It looks also like hashtag we... hashtag GNU Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like uh, we do have at least a month for the Robots in Disguise Season 2, and that month is next month. Yay! Yay! It's March. That's uh, oh God, it's quick. already February. What happened? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that should be starting up in March. And it looks like they are already planning far, far in advance. Uh, now, bear in mind that just because uh, just because planning has begun on season a, a later season does not mean that season will necessarily come to pass. But... Uh, one of the storyboard artists for Robots in Disguise has posted on Twitter a picture of a, a very nice moleskin notebook that he got uh, with a Robots in Disguise logo on it. Uh, so it was a gift from his coworkers uh, with the hashtags moleskin, Transformers R.I.D., and Season 4. So one could extrapolate from that that storyboarding at least has has begun on season four of robots in disguise well, maybe that's wishful thinking for season four it or could it... be i mean it it seems like it might be see i can't even if he's working on more than one show i can't imagine why he would add the season four hashtag in there unless it was to say maybe i mean it's also it entirely like possible it's yeah yeah I mean, it's it's also entirely possible that that implies that they're in the very early stages because a moleskin notebook is the sort of thing you would use for writing down your early ideas and not necessarily the stuff you're going to be turning in. Yeah, which yeah. Could, it could just mean season three is done writing. Yeah, that that could mean that they're done storyboarding season three and that they're ready to start production, which is entirely reasonable if season two is starting up. Uh, but... You know, bear in mind that sometimes shows get through the storyboarding and the scripting process and don't make it to to that season, don't actually well, get made. So. Or even actually start doing the animatics for the next season and are halfway through and the season stops because uh, Lucasfilm sold Star Wars and Clone Wars. <laughs> so, and we won't even happen. <laughs> Or you could just blow your whole animation budget on really, really nice animation early in the series so that by the end of the series, your next episode clips are just pictures of story. <laughs> I, 
I I rewatched through the original Neon Genesis Evangelion. That, that, uh, that doesn't tend to happen as much in American animation as it yeah. does in, in anime. Does it ever happen in anime apart from that oh. kind of artistic? Oh, oh, that, that it happens more than just in Ava. There, there was a recent show called uh, was a God Eater, I think, where it was supposed to be a thirteen episode series or twelve or something. The first episode wasn't aired. They aired a thing about the making of it, and then there were like a couple recap episodes. They only ever aired like six episodes. Ah, uh, yes. Good job. Good job. So, There's so yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be that. Do we know how many episodes season two is? No, I don't, I don't think that's been announced anywhere or confirmed. It could be that they're doing a uh, kind of a split season sort of thing where they got just another 20 high 20s episode order but instead of doing it as one season they're doing it as like three nine episode seasons mm-hmm. it could be i don't know do many other shows do nine episode seasons these days 10 episode seasons sometimes like nicola what was it the and last like Agent the last carter season, the last season of cora wasn't it they aired 10 episodes and then the next 10 ended up online or something Maybe. I was thinking more, and this is probably an archaic model that I'm going off of. Uh, I was thinking maybe like Beast Wars, which we've been been discussing on our other podcast, Stasis Pod. Insert plug here. (laughs) Uh, But where their first season was 26 episodes and then season two and season three were each 13. Uh, So it could be that seasons two and seasons three are, you know, maybe not 10 episodes short, uh, but are 13 episodes short. And that's entirely... I just want more Filch, man. Filch was the best. Filch. So good. Yes. Uh, And uh, the other big news, well, there's the... uh, It's been announced that Transformers 5 will start filming in May. Um, Yay. Bay's still directing? Yeah. Yeah. I... Be excited if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. We've That's seen what he's done with four other movies. About yeah. half of it was okay. The other yeah. half was not. I honestly, I've gotten to the point where three and four just sort of, it's like the first one was the one that was pretty good. The second one is the one, and I say pretty good, but honestly, at the time, <laughs> it wasn't even that good, but the other ones have been so bad that it seems... <laughs> Like a masterpiece in comparison. The second one is the one that has the tightest shirt joke. And then three and four are just sort of a blur. Like, I don't... I watched number four. I watched the fourth one once, and that was in the theater. I was was so invested in it. But towards... In, like, the huge hour-long climactic battle at the end, I, like knocked a box of candy off of my seat and was bending down and looking for it. And I realized that I actually felt vaguely relieved to not be looking at the movie anymore. Oh, you Shia LaBeoufed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. Uh, and I back up and I realized that I had no concern for what I had, I had missed. Yeah, and Marky Mark's coming back. Yay. I'm okay with that, but I feel like he can't be... The protagonist of this one. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like they're going to try anyway, but he shouldn't be. 
Like, you can't really do that. That was a problem the second and third one had, which was just, they gave the character the exact same plot arc as the yeah. first movie. And, and, and it, it just feels horrible when your characters regress only to learn the same lesson over and over <laughs> again. Yeah, I just, you know, number five may be the one that I, I don't know, this is a hard thing for me to, to make any bold claims on because I'm not entirely working on, on my own in this situation. Uh, but number five, I, I might just sit out. And There's I say some- that I'm not, I, I say that I'm, I'm not entirely on my own in this because if it's anything like the last one, my, I, I do a, uh, at least monthly column in my, uh, my local alt weekly newspaper called Geek Speak, uh, which was the, the name that the editor came up with. And I know the, the previous editor who used to, to really egg me on with these things is not there anymore. Uh, but at least for a while, there was an editor who just really loved it when I hated things. <laughs> he just really loved to read me just ripping something a new one. Oh, so, Laura Hudson to you. Yeah. <laughs> so it may be that they'll want me to go see Transformers 5 just because I, you know, am, I know a lot, I care a lot about Transformers and therefore will will have some very strong opinions on it. So I may not have a choice but to yeah. go see it. But at this uh, point, five movies in, it's like it's hard to muster up the anger that like you got for the second one. Yeah. yeah. It seems like something out of pitch. I mean, I'd definitely yeah. read it. Mm. Yeah. So I, but, I mean, I'm, they, they usually, uh, you know, they'll throw me, uh, ideas that, that come up or things that have been proposed to them. Uh, but other than that, I'm usually pretty, I have a lot of freedom to pick what I write about. So I, I may have to, to decline or I may have to just go see it just so I can join, like, cause that was the thing with the rest of really the, the entirety of film critics with the last movie is that they all seem to just really enjoy like trying to top each other with talking about <laughs> just finding new ways to say how terrible it was. And it wasn't as terrible as the two before it. Yeah. It wasn't good, but it was okay enough. I, I would put it over, I would put number three over number four. I remember less about number three. I think I remember a little more, but I think... Number three actually, like, had a plot twist that surprised me and had, like, a couple sort of clever moments. I would say, and maybe it's because... The thing is, number three, I actually cared about enough to to watch more than that once. So primarily that was just because I felt that my uh, my father, as as an old school Trekkie, really needed to be exposed to that Leonard Nimoy <laughs> performance. What? Well, that was the, the problem for me. The, the twist I saw coming because of A, the name of the character, and B, who they cast. Mm, like, really? Oh, yeah, Sentinel Prime in, in Other Friction, he's been a jerk. Uh, he's also Leonard Nimoy. He was Galvatron. He's going to be the bad guy. Hmm. See, I just, I, I didn't assume either. I Well, now Sentinel Prime. I didn't Prime, assume going in, but it made total sense in yeah. retrospect. For yeah. exactly I, these reasons. I didn't assume either that much concern for the legacy of the name such that it was, or that much concern for the legacy of Leonard Nimoy and Transformers Productions. 
So I, I will say that when he pulled out the need that the needs of the many line, my father was very offended. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just that how dare they? <laughs> I I can't blame him for that. <laughs> it, it was pretty great. It was better there than it was in Star Trek. Whatever that mess was, but that's that's another into darkness. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so, there is a reason to be more optimistic about Transformers 5. It's that it has a different writer than the one responsible for the previous two or the first two. Oh, who's writing it this time? Akiva Goldspin and Andrew Barr and Lindsay Beer and Gabriel Ferrari and Matt Holloway <laughs> and Art Markham and Zach Penn and Jeff Pinker and Geneva robertson Vorat, <laughs> which so has me worried. Be, it's going to be Titan <laughs> AE, basically. Which Titan AE, which was a great idea that just seemed like it had been written by someone just passing story. Like, you know, those stories you do in school where someone started it, like wrote a couple sentences and then passed it to the next person. (laughs) I think a large number of writers as a consequence of them actually doing a writer's room and planning a bunch of them at once. But I'm still worried about that number of writers. Yeah, it it doesn't sound good, but that's a problem and a pain for us another day. Yeah. yeah. Next bit of news. This is but it will start being a pain for us starting in May. Uh, the last big bit of news we have is that there are new Masterpiece toy pictures. Actually, Yay. this is the next to last. The well, other one is also related to th- toys. There's more, more toy pictures. Is it? <laughs> yes. and, and more toy news. Yes, there is toy news. Uh, see, I'm more of a, a fiction person than a, than a toy person, but toys are good. People like toys. Uh, yeah, there's a, there are new pictures of the Masterpiece Hot Rod that's coming out. Now, is he officially, I guess he is, is he officially Hot Rod? Uh, yeah, cause they already did Erotimus, didn't they? Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is that if he's a Japanese toy, and in Japan he was Hot Rodimus. Oh, I, I guess. He is Hot Rodimus. Okay. At least so on the label for the Japanese toy. So everyone just calls him Hot Rod 2.0 in some cases. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have the Masterpiece one, though the Masterpiece one is pretty big. The original the Masterpiece Rodimus one. And he's honestly not a great toy. He's, he's a very nice display piece up on my shelf where the top of his box is collecting some dust. That's, uh, that's probably the best use for him. Uh, this one looks to be more in scale with the other uh, Masterpiece Autobot cars they've been doing. Yeah, it looks to be a couple inches shorter, but he still has the big, solid wedge of chest that limits mobility because they added a cavity for a matrix of leadership in his belly. But wow. but he if he, I mean, if he has the matrix of leadership, then he's the other toy. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. That's weird. he does at least have his sunglasses though. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got his... they're not they're not sunglasses colored. They're like they're ski great. goggles. <laughs> they're his deal with it glasses. That's that's becoming one of my favorite features on on a toy between the masterpiece Rodimus and Metroplex. It's the the deal with it goggles. Oh yeah. Didn't they oh, yeah. do that on Devastator or yeah, something? Yeah, the Japanese too? version. They got goggles. Yeah. It's got deal with it goggles. Uh yeah, his his chest could be a little better because they decided to have a big chunk of it set aside for the Matrix, which is kind of silly because Hot Rod doesn't have the Matrix because if Hot Rod has the Matrix, he's Rodimus. That's, that's a yeah. logical failure there. 
But, Once uh, he has but, the Matrix, he should be a Winnebago. Yes. <laughs> yes. But other than that, I mean, he looks like a like a pretty decent toy. Uh, hey. Some of the pictures have him all, you know, posed and stuff. So it's not bad he, looking, but I'm looking forward to an updated deluxe more than I am a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. deluxe would be. I, we're we're still more excited about Optimus Primal. We just need color pictures and more. Yeah. <laughs> I would be more excited if he were IDW Rodimus. Yes. That too. And because part of the reason I have... I'm more excited about it looks is it would be IDW Rodimus to the yeah. extent that it would come with a Peckin comic from IDW. Yeah. I mean, I have so many of that original Rodimus, you know, I, I would like, I would like some new Rodimus now, thank you. Yeah. And the other toy news that we have comes out of the Nuremberg Toy Fair. Uh, which has started before the U.S. Toy Fair. And that's going to be a fun episode. It's the U.S. Toy Fair. Yeah. Uh, and leading up to that, I'll be tweeting out on uh, the at Iacon UG. Uh, I will be tweeting out various excellent sources to be following for Toy Fair news because uh, we're pretty new and we're not going to New York. So yeah. we will be encouraging you to follow some of our friends. Yeah, and there don't seem to be any official pictures out of the Nuremberg Toy Fair. We just have someone's accounts, and some which are really weird, like, supposedly we're getting a platinum edition of Rodimus Prime versus Galvatron that is Titanium Rodimus and the universe Galvatron that turned into a tank that barely worked. What? That's, that's not great. No, that sounds like it might be like a Germany exclusive or something. Could or some European exclusive? Yeah. Because the well, last week we mentioned the Philippines. Well, so far only their exclusive, the the Optimus and Gun Megatron. Yeah, some of the Platinum Edition stuff seems to be pretty regionally limited, so that may be regionally limited, or it may be a Toys R Us thing, some ridiculous overpriced Toys R Us thing. Yeah. Uh, there was some report of a Platinum Edition set with two sweeps, uh, one of which doesn't have a mustache. Which the, could be the BotCon DevCon head, which I guess Hasbro has access to. But a, a sweep without a mustache is just an amazing idea. Knocked off his tiny mustache. Yeah. If, it's, if it's that early in development, it's not a uh, BotCon head, I think. Hmm. Mm. BotCons are usually new tooling done in... Aluminum that's not going to last for mass production lengths of uh, production for Hasbro. Well, if it's a whereas their planned like, head change redecode, it's still a weird thing that might yeah. exist. But but th- those are only the side things. Most of the news is about the Titans Return toys, do, do, do. which means big toys with little heads that come off. <laughs> Sadly, unlike last year, we we do not get any like, sneaky pictures of, like, something's arm sticking out from the other side of some big dude standing in front of it. Like We, the, the we did see some here. little blurry pictures, just, well, not unsure of their source, but there are other Titans Return things. Like the, yeah, we have some very blurry get, pictures of, uh, a Chrome Dome head. Yeah, just... Yay, a Chrome Dome head. A new Scourge, who is a headmaster, which... Is weird, but okay. Maybe he turns into an actual boat instead of a, just a bar of soap now. Yeah, he. I guess his front end looks a little 
Bodhi, but yeah. and he's got sort yeah. of maybe like little. <gasps> maybe they could re- do another one of him as Riptide. Uh, I was thinking Nautica, but maybe. Mm, I don't think I could deal with that. I'd, I'd <laughs> rather have not. A, Rip- a Riptide would be nice, but he's has he even shown up in the comic in a while? He's not done much. He's been on the side. He, yeah, he's he been around. We need a Nautica this. really bad. He's built a lot more like Riptide than Nautica, it looks like. Yeah, I Yeah, do. that was my, my thought, is just looking at him. But considering how much remolding has been done on the Combiner Wars and other things, it's true. either or. They're getting good at planning that stuff out in advance. Yeah, and, th- and there's the Chrome Dome head, and there's also Mind Wipe! Yay! Yay! Mind so Wipe! Mind Wipe! We're getting Mind Wipe to hang out with, oh, what are they calling Skull Cruncher now? Skull Masher? Boring. I don't know. I like the Beast Headmaster guys. I really hope Skull Cruncher's back of his box bio mentions the stuff about him being a comedian. <laughs> That'd be nice. has to. Yeah, I mean that's like that. I mean that's like from G one too. A little blurb about him being a comedian or wanting to be a comedian. And also we have pictures of uh, magenta, purple, and white toy, which can only mean one thing. Oh. <gasps> Alpha Trion. Yay! You know, actually, when I looked at it, my first thought was uh, Car Robots Megatron. <laughs> but but yes, the head does kind of fit that actually. I was I was thinking with the black, the amount of black he's got on him, and the way he's got that sort of round thing in his sort of mid torso. But it's probably Alpha Trion. But Again. I would rather. Remolds into something else. It could be both. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible. That's how things are these days. Maybe they'll do an all-white repaint and call it Devil Gigatron. Oh, no. But yeah, (laughs) better have a hand mode. Most of the Titans Return news is just confirmation of things we've seen line art before, mentioned of the Fortress Maximus, Blasters, Soundwave. But we're getting a Titan Masters 8-Face and a Wheelie. I don't really care about Wheelie, but yeah, 8-Face. I, I will say before we move on from the pictures that the the Chrome Dome head really does look a lot like the the one that Nick Roche did for Botcon. Yeah, it, it's and it's really Roche. Well, Roche that sort of makes of me note. wonder if they kind of if if they did have him use the same source material. I mean, I know I mentioned last time I was involved a little bit with 3H when they were working with Hasbro and. You know, stuff they would do was pretty much up for grabs for Hasbro to do later. Uh, I know specifically towards the end of the line, there were some names that got proposed for convention exclusives that never got used for convention exclusives, but later got used for mainline toys. So I'm wondering if that uh, head design that Nick Grosch did for BotCon is officially technically Hasbro property, uh, and or maybe they just I mean they went to him for Sandstorm's design so it's, I'm I'm a little curious about that but the important thing is it's there. I think the terms of the licensing agreement are anything done for IDW for Transformers can be used by Hasbro in the future. Mm-hmm. And that would and count I think as anything. To, yeah. If so it's anything a, done for Fun Pub would be able to be used by Hasbro in the future. Most likely, yeah. yes. That's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much, that that makes, entirely makes sense. I know there's been an issue or two in the past where a fan artist who has done work for the comic book companies or the convention or something like that 
does a piece of concept art on their own that they're not paid for, and then Hasbro used it for something, and they were very, very upset about that. But mm-hmm. I know mostly what what I tended to get involved with was naming, and it was definitely you know the the names that we would come up with for Botcon toys. Uh, and actually, at one point uh, when I was involved with stuff that never actually ended up coming out, uh, we would try to make a point to use names that we knew Hasbro already had because they were going to be a Hasbro copyright and not a 3H copyright. And so at one point that ended using, like, you know, Zoid's names that happened to fit what we were trying to do uh, because we knew that Hasbro had the trademark. So, yeah, that's it's probably anything that they do under license like that. You know, anything Fun Pub has others do probably still belongs to Hasbro just as much as anything IDW does belongs intellectually to Hasbro. Yeah. So yeah, it's entirely possible that technically Hasbro owns that art and they were able to reuse it for, for this domey head. Domey. It's also, it's also interesting that three of the four leaked images appear to be deco sheets. Yeah. Hmm. That is kind of interesting. I, you would probably know more about that than, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you would probably know more about that Alex than than I would yeah. in this case. But yeah, they do look like deco sheets now that you mention it. I mean, even the the chrome dome one, it's got little lines pointing to yeah. the different colored pieces. Kind of curious. I'd love to see these in not super blurry camera phone shot of something you're not supposed to be taking a camera phone shot of forms because. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about how the deco process has changed now that they appear to be doing their promotional photography digitally instead of with actual painted models. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the deco sheets are still photoshopped versions of the hand-painted prototypes that are done up in primer gray, or if they're actually moving to just having the stuff in CAD and making it the right color and then doing a deco sheet with call-outs. I mean, that, that seems more sensible for, you know, modern production processes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't know, man. I write things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that... I'm not saying that sarcastically. I mean, it, on the one hand, it does make more sense to do it that way with the CAD and just being able to make stuff the right color in a CAD program and do the clouds that way, but on the other hand, if you're still working with really early stuff and just hammering out a deco based on the proposed mold layouts that might or might not change, it seems like having it in grayscale and photoshopping it still might be the more expedient way of doing it, even if you're working off of the screenshot from CAD mm. instead of off of the uh, actual CAD model or actual physical prototype. Yeah, plus now they're using more bits of unpaintable plastic on some of the toys. Yeah, it's, you'd want to figure out which parts those are. Yeah, so you don't put paint lots decos. of detail on something that ain't gonna be anywhere there. Yep. This has been inside yeah. baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that's that's great. Uh, and yeah, it looks like there's going to be a Legends class wheelie. Woo! Oh boy, uh, wheelie. Yeah. Uh, and a Fortress Maximus, uh, said to be very massive and very G1 accurate by. The, the person who attended the show. Uh, but it sounds like it's not going to be very IDW-looking, so those who yeah. uh, who wanted to go with the IDW look, I guess you'll be getting that third-party warden toy. Yeah. 
We don't approve of third-party toys. But... Here's hoping that by very Juan accurate, they mean very has a head whose head also turns into a robot. Oh, so good. Well, considering that that seems to be the entire gimmick of Titan Wars, it's like little guys and heads, presumably. For I mean, it does seem to be the entire gimmick, but I I really, really want them to do head section. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's one of the most important things about, that's one of the most important features of Fortress Maximus, is having his head come off and turn into a head whose head comes off and turns into a little dude. I also want him to get redecoed as Fortress Maximus being controlled by Beast Machines Megatron. <laughs> I, I want him to be, uh, I want his head to come off so you can put retracts on his head. <laughs> Beast Wars. Also, it's even better because the Japanese release of retracts was in Fortress Maximus colors. So he just, when he's in his bowl, his pill bug mode. And he's all balled up, and he just looks like he's got, like, eyes and a Fu Manchu and a big Muppet mouth. And it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. So, uh, yeah, also, uh, apparently Victorian was there, so hopefully she will be making an appearance. Well, they keep showing her off. When are we getting her? When can we buy her? Someday. Uh. After I sell my novel. <laughs> Someday. But that's not important. We know we're getting Leo Kaiser gift sets and... and- it feels like Victorian was announced more than a year ago at this point. Eh, yeah. It's, it's been a while, yeah. At least almost a year. It's, it's forever. Uh, it does seem like it's been surprisingly long from announcement to actually being able to buy her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Especially speaking. considering that she's all just redecos. Yeah. With yeah. The, but yeah. Speaking of things that have been taking forever, supposedly there are actual finished scripts of Combiner Wars Machinima series. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, I feel like that's becoming the, uh, the Transformers Prime MMO of yeah, Combined Wars yeah. Fiction. Taking the place of that, because, well, yeah, because the, the MMO was announced, like, five years ago or something, or more, and, and then each year you'd get a little bit of an update, and then it just kind of, first it was an MMO, oh, then it's just a, some... It's a MOBA. MOBA, and, and, and then it just disappeared. I think it's been officially scrapped at this point. I don't yeah. think it made it out of beta. Oh, no, it's officially dead. But but the Combiner Wars Machinima is starting to feel like that, because it was announced, wasn't it, last BotCon or before that? Or maybe Something it was last like Toy Fair? Like, there was a, the rumor saying, hey, we're, we're going to make a Machinima series, which, what, what exactly does Machinima mean? Well, you know, it what means... Machinima is supposed to be. Yeah, go ahead. It It means... Like using video game engines and live players to produce a kind of a produced story video content thing. Oh, yeah, like but, the, uh, Red and Blue. Yeah, Red versus Blue is one of the I know. earliest prominent examples. However, in this case, it means I think they're working with production company Machinima dot com. Huh. It's not the same. It would be funny if it if it just this was their way of trying to recoup costs by using the Transformers MMO assets. <laughs> well, the problem with that is they they can't because it's supposed to be Combiner Wars, and the only thing they could have to use that is Transformers Devastation, which has three combiners. Well, yeah, four maybe. And none of them look like anything that was released in Combiner Wars. Not quite, no. I mean it's. It may be interesting. I mean, I'm sure we're all still going to watch it when it comes out. Um, yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I think that's the sort of thing that really needed to be started earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, congratulations, guys. Writing is the longest part of the process when it comes to producing video stuff. Yeah, good job. <laughs> defense, defense on the writers. Yeah, it, it just seems like it, it's taken this long and we haven't seen anything. Like, they could have put out, like, an episode a month or something. At least we get a scene something, or they can drop them all at once on DVD or something. What? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe they think? still will. All we know is it's Combiner Wars related, it's CG somehow, and it hasn't come out. Some Maybe that's stuff the hold on... up on Victorion. Maybe they're doing a big uh, Victorion story with the uh, Combiner Wars machinima. And they can't release the box set until they have the DVD to put in it. <laughs> okay, that, that would explain why both of them seem to be taking a while. That would be pretty great. That would be cool. I'd be okay if that's why it's taking so long. But otherwise, eh, well, th- then again, with our, our earlier discussion, we don't know enough about animation production. We just know bits and bobs enough to yeah. confuse us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of us, sadly, none of us have ever been on that side of things. No, it, it just, right now it's, it's just this floating cloud of promise. <laughs> Oh. Do not look behind the curtain. So, do we have any other mm. news to discuss? No, I think we're just ready for a crazy fan theory. But yeah, I, think I guess I will give the Machinima team credit for one thing. They have definitely mastered the most important part of producing a, uh animated series for anything with a really strong fandom. The agonizingly long hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes. it's like it's like waiting for Venture Brothers new season. Yeah, it's already started. Only we haven't had the first season. <laughs> like waiting for Game of Thrones. The mid-season wait without the first season. Yeah. Hey. <sighs> so since we don't actually have, you know, I thought we were going to have no new more than meets the eye this week. I mean, based on the the iTunes preview and I think when uh, James Roberts was tweeting about it, but but no. So we're we're going to make ourselves feel better uh, by discussing a crazy more than meets the eye theory this week, and we are going to talk about Rewind's ultraviolet allergy. So some background on this. Uh, this revolves around two very important points uh, that were revealed a bit, you know, many, many issues ago, uh, but which have not come up since and have not come up in the sort of way that seems suspicious. And uh, this, yeah, this is one of the really good things that uh, that James Roberts does is like uh, in Shadow Play when there was the conspicuously unnamed senator. Uh, when we didn't get the name of the senator character in a way that really seemed like that that was probably going to mean something. Uh, likewise, in in an earlier issue, uh, I believe it was issue 12. I think it was issue 12. Don't oh, quote me on this. I'm terrible at numbers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Chrome Dome uh, pointed out uh, to the the medical staff that Rewind had a UV allergy. And that, you know, was just a thing that was mentioned until later 
Uh, it was also pointed out uh, that UV light, I think in shadow play, it was pointed out uh, that UV light can be used to uh, show signs of nemosurgery, which, of course, Chrome Dome does. Well, shouldn't be doing anymore, but... But he yes. keeps doing anyway. He used to do at the request of Prowl for horrible reasons, because Prowl. <laughs> Prowl is the worst. Uh, and and so, yeah, the fact that Chrome Dome is really concerned about his conjuncts and Dura being exposed to the exact thing that would reveal signs of memory tampering seems highly suspicious. Yeah, that that's an odd... Uh... Unfortunate coincidence that's been slowly laid out across dozens of issues. And also there's two very, very good explanations for why it would have happened. Go ahead. One, Prowl is the worst, and he is. Rewind is an archivist. So yes. if Prowl needed to change history, who's the one person they'd need to change the memory of? That's a very good point. Yeah. And then the other option is... Dominus Maximus. Ooh. Oh. Dominus Ambus. Oh, right, oh, Dominus Ambus. Yeah. I... What if Rewind had previously found him? And oh, boy. the oh. result was bad. Very bad. Oh, so I bad like that, that idea more. Rewind didn't really handle it well. And maybe needed to not remember that it had happened. Oh, that that that's way better than, than like, Chrome Dome just doing it to him at making it was remembering. It's better if Rewind had to beg Chrome Dome to take that memory away. Yeah, my my idea, oh, because I have really messed up ideas of stories in which characters care about each other because I'm really messed up. <laughs> I, I thought that Crimson Peak was the truest love story I have ever seen. <laughs> my, my idea was just that Chrome Dome is the worst and at some point did something really terrible and then made Rewind forget that he had done that. Yeah, that that seems like the obvious. Oh no, no! Robertson likes to play with our emotions more. Yeah, yeah. double emotion this time. I mean, the I guess the thing there would just be the the emotion that you know Rewind trusted him. Yeah, but but yeah, I think it's man. I think also, it also, oh, go ahead. If it is related to Dominus Ambus and it's not, Rewind had to forget so that they wouldn't be distraught over it. It could be. Chrome Dome thought Rewind had to forget because where he is is super, super dangerous and he doesn't want him going there. Yeah. Or because, again, I and I would like to point out that I like Chrome Dome a lot as a character and also at the same time can feel that he he can also be a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Uh, so so me saying this is not implying it's, it's not damning him. I, I like really morally complicated and questionable and messed up characters. Oh, yeah. But another thought would be that what if he found him, but finding him threatened their... Chrome Dome felt insecure about it, and so Chrome Dome made him forget because he didn't want to lose him. <sighs> yeah. That also seems distinctly possible. Chrome Dome is kind of insecure like that, but it yeah. seems like a step too far, maybe. Well, I guess that's the... I mean, James Roberts have, has had characters take some pretty far steps. I mean, look at what Getaway just did. 
Yeah, but we never liked Getaway to begin, or I never liked Getaway to begin. <laughs> I I liked him for a couple issues. I I was totally shipping him with Skids from the start. That's just <laughs> sorry. No, no, but, but uh, like we like Chrome Dome and something that would make us irreparably hate him. I would still there, like him there's... because I would totally understand <laughs> it because I have had. I'm better now, but I have had periods of, of massive insecurity that yeah. I would just. Totally I th- relate to. I think there's going to have to be a twist in there that, that either Rewind asked him to make him forget or there was some other odd extenuating circumstance that's really complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. But yeah, it, 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 it does seem at this point that yes, the, the UV allergy isn't totally an excuse. It's not a throwaway line. Yeah. I, I think that's Especially since it was specifically, it wasn't something that was in Rewind's records. It was specifically, and it may have ended up in Rewind's records, but it was specifically something Chrome Dome said. I think yeah. it was, I, I don't remember offhand if it was First Aid or Ratchet. I think it was to First Aid. Hmm. But, but yeah, that seems suspicious, given his background. Yeah, and... uh Credit to James Roberts for kind of doing that Chris Claremont thing of managing to drop stuff way early on that doesn't seem like it's going to be relevant until way later. Oh, yeah. Yes. And also credit to him for not doing the Chris Claremont thing of making mind control seem fetishy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chris Claremont. Yes, also thanks to James Roberts for not just doing things that are just randomly fetishy, <laughs> that are clearly signs of the writer having something uh, that needs to be discussed. Well, to be fair, it's kind of hard to put giant robots in leather bondage gear. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, you could try. That's, I don't know, that's kind of what's, uh, what's going on with uh, Freud and his his pet. Uh, yeah. Find out <laughs> next week. Find out next week. And and I guess the the Decepticon uh, Justice Division are sort of fetishy, although their fetish is the Decepticon symbol. Yeah, I mean that's a little different. And spikes and giant turbines in their chests, transforming oh, yeah. into torture chairs. Those guys are messed up. It's just awesome, is what that is. That's just awesome. Look, I have problems, okay? <laughs> so, I think that will wrap it up for this week. Yep. We'll be back next week with More Than Meets the Eye, number 49, and whatever has happened between now and then. Uh, until then, this is Jen. And Alex. And David. And I think- Oh, hi. What the? I guess my microphone wasn't plugged in all the way. Oh. I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Okay. Uh, Sorry, David. Transformers 5, I think, has started filming? Yep. Uh, okay. That's something. <laughs> no, it'll start filming in May. Oh. Do we have a title yet? Revenge of the Paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay, so I guess it's still Planet of the Earth. <laughs>